The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S.com. Ladies and gentlemen, most likely gentlemen, you are about to listen to the podcast of terror. This podcast is terrorable. That's terrorable, not terrible. It's actually a great podcast, but it is terrorable. It is full of terror. It's discussing movies that are full of horror and terror, and that means there are probably going to be adult themes, and there's going to be adult words, you know, curse words, bad words. Uh, There's going to be references to potty humor based on the hosts, Matt and Corey, who I love. So if adult themes, adult words, and potty humor are not your thing, or if spoilers for terrorable movies are not your thing, then this terrible podcast is not for you. Listen to something else, maybe 90s percentile, the worst episode ever, a Simpsons podcast. But if you do like terror, you love things full of terror, you love terror, then this terrible podcast is for you. Podcast of Terror coming up right now. Matt, have you ever had phone sex? <laughs> all, all, all the time, actually. It's my favorite form of sex next to dry, dry sex. I mean, it, it doesn't get much drier than, than casual conversation. So in my day, phone sex was a very different thing because when, when you get on there, the first thing somebody would usually ask you is, what are you wearing? Yes. And, and you, could, you could lie. You could say whatever the fuck you wanted because it could be, I'm wearing Z Cavaricis and a members-only jacket because I'm cool. Uh, and I just was done shopping the chesking. But that is, unfortunately, nowadays, it's like I'm wearing acid-washed jeans and a striper T-shirt. And people are going to see it because of social media and, and, and when you tinned and when you grind or whatever. And, and I think it's important to put your best look forward. That's very true. But you also have to keep in mind that the striper shirt might be in now. I mean, you it's, go to Kohl's, it's you buy yourself wash. a striper shirt. Oh, it's in the wash, though. You shoot, prove such a valid I, point. Now, I, I had it on for five days straight, man. Now, my question is. Do you know of a place in which I can purchase new clothing at a potentially discounted rate for listening to this podcast? Not just new clothing, but hot clothing. I'm talking about the real tight shit. I'm talking about stuff that's going to make your nipples feel fierce. Your nipples are going to pop? Wait, you're talking They're about gonna... my nipples are going to pop? What? I mean, not as much pop. I know yours are inverted. But it, they will feel safe and, and protected. And, and those places, uh, should you care to go to them, are thehate.com, that's www.thehvii.com, and our other buddies over at Statusphere Merch. Now, both of these are friends of the shows, and that's why we advertise them, but also it's because they've got great stuff. They do. They got some fly-ass gear. They also got spring spring and summer lines coming. They're going to keep you fresh looking all fucking, all fucking year. It is the right time to shop. So if you happen to go looking for some new clothes, go to thehate.com, use our code HBG15, get 15% off your order there. And if you're also interested, check out statusphere.merch.com, use a code TEAR, get 15% off there as well. Episode 87 of the Podcast of Terror, a production of the Galactic Network. I am your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey. I have the bladder of a 10-year-old Scott. Corey, how are you? I mean, you got you to gotta just... You collect things. And so, bladder of a 10-year-old, finger of a 90-year-old woman, whatever you're going to have. You know, it's nice to have stuff around the house. 
I, I conversation almost, pieces. I almost asked you why you have a finger of a 90-year-old woman, um, <laughs> but I don't think I want that answer. Although, that <laughs> pretty good just segue. Just keeping the love alive, just keeping it. Pretty, pretty great segue it here because start I, I feel like whatever reason you have that finger would potentially be a topic on the podcast of our guest here. So we have uh, the, the host creator of a little podcast I personally love called The Apex and the Abyss, our new friend Erica. Erica, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Well, I'm half drunk because Corey showed up 20 minutes fucking late, but other than that... Yeah, I peed oh, before this, Corey, so... Yeah, I peed before this, too, Corey. I peed before this, and then before that, and then maybe a couple of tries before that. You should get a colostomy bag. I should... <laughs> Although, I'm the I one should... that always has to take piss breaks when we do the long ones. I should so. get a friend who respects me, is what I'm saying. Oh, I respect you, I just... I got nothing. I don't think I respect you. Respect for really friends are overrated. It, it, would, it would bother me if, if my life changed that much that I suddenly received respect at this point in my life. Wow. Um, Erica did point out she has a psychology degree, so we could talk about your feelings real quick. I got mine out of the way before we started, much like my urine. <laughs> so if you want, we could, we could talk about it. Hey, Corey, how are you feeling? Well, I feel like I shouldn't have stuck the finger in my pee hole. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, you know. I even wonder. I'm like, I bet within five minutes we're talking about dicks. Not even. Let's see. Now, Freud. Freud talks about dicks a lot, too. So Timestamp. One minute and 40 seconds in, Corey's already talking about dicks. That's impressive. That's, uh, we have a pretty fast start to dick ratio here. I'm just trying to keep the show on track. Yeah, well, uh, we built up expectations to this point. We're 87 episodes in. All of them got dick. We gotta, well, I always talk about dick before we let the guests talk about what they do. Speaking of, you should probably talk about your uh, your podcast. That's why oh, you're the here. Apex and the Abyss. It's just a little true crime podcast that I started a long time ago, a year ago, about you know this, that, and the other. There's all these true crime podcasts now, so I kind of feel insignificant anymore. Um, here's my thing, because you're right, and we've we've actually made jokes about the amount of true crime podcasts that exist. It's ridiculous. It's just it's a hot topic right now, so I, I mean, it completely makes sense to make one. But um, <clears throat> I listen to you, Case File, which is a dude from Australia, Love him. and Sword and Scale, and Sword and Scale is getting a little ridiculous because it's so like. Look at me, I'm fucking theatric. I haven't listened to a couple episodes, but he, he, I love Sword and Scale. It's, that show has creeped me out beyond belief before. It's gotten less good, in my opinion. And I also hear he's kind of skeevy and asks his listeners. For I, I've seen some weird uh, reactions from used to be fans to Sword and Scale saying some stuff. I don't know the backstory to any of it. I just know that there is some talk from people where they're kind of like, oh, I, I may be off of the show now, and I, I don't know why, but it's I always a bummer. Of, I kind of think of Sword and Scale as opera. You either love it or you hate it anymore, because I've seen some... There are groups dedicated to hating Sword and Scale now. It's It's pretty bad. Which is just such a great sign that you've made it. That's true. You know, it, yeah, that's I just, exactly what I said. So when we got our first hate tweet, we were all excited. We were like, oh, this is, I mean, it, it, it hurt a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But it was, was still kind of like. He's like, let's make her our friend. Yeah. You know, or, or let's just treat her with respect and see if we can somehow maybe salvage this relationship. Uh, which didn't exactly happen. I know. It's not but, worth it. Some people just kind of. There's always going to be someone asshole out there that has something to say. Yeah, but the nice thing is that we're the assholes who have something to say. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> that's uh, what we're bringing to the table. That's a valid point. <laughs> but the pro- that's the problem with the internet. 
everyone's uh everyone's a big talker until you're face to face goddamn keyboard warriors oh yeah my favorite are the people that will give you like a one-star review for something completely insignificant so, we we have two three-star reviews but they didn't like write why it's a three-star review and we openly accept criticism like at the end of the show we give our email and we say tell us what you hate what do you want us to change because we're doing this for you yet we have two three-star reviews and no one will fucking explain why because right. Corey never shows up on time. Yeah, right. Oh, it might be Corey's that's, punctuality. That's <laughs> uh, I deal with that. No, I had one because um I took too long of breaks in between words. That one made me laugh. I was but, like, I'm sorry, I have to breathe. No, that's a that's yep. a that's a fake that's a fake complaint. Pretty much, but you know what you gonna do? Yeah, it's better than if you talk too fast, they'd be pissed about that. You talk oh, yeah. too slow, they're pissed about that. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Exactly. So I just do what I want because it's my fucking show. Exactly. And and also people I I know go through phases and 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 it's not exactly that they're fickle, but they do go through points in time of like, well, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard, and I want to listen to it all the time, and I can't get enough of it. And then it gets to the point of I never want to listen to it again, and I'm I'm done. And it's not that you've changed at all. It's not that the show's changed at all. It's just that they've hit their window of like enough until they decide later on, oh crap, I really miss listening to that show and I want to get back to it again. And if you just continue what you're doing and, and don't think about that and don't concentrate on your numbers so much and just as long as you keep enjoying what you're getting out of it, then you're going to be okay. But it is funny because sometimes they'll blame you for them enjoying it less when it's actually probably internal. Mm-hmm. That was pretty deep, Corey. I sometimes Podcast do that. Feelings. It's the thoughts I have when I'm going pee and it takes me 20 minutes because I'm old. There you go. I I did hear that I'm supposed to remind you that I'm really really young compared to. She guys. makes me feel old. How does that make you feel? Uh, like a grandfather because I know that she recently had a kid. Yes, I did. I have a baby girl. That's awesome. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's yeah, okay because we were talking for like, like fifteen minutes. I think that too. Ah yeah, you're fine. Yeah, so I can say that because we we were pretty good friends for the fifteen minutes it took Court to show up. Mm. Best friends, yeah, right? And I'm just an acquaintance. Yeah. Bad letter. You're in the bushes. Looking it's okay. You're making up for it, Corey. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Fucker in the pussy. All right. Um, where am I? For more on this podcast, including show notes, contact info, and subscription links, as we were just saying, go to gncast.com/pot and or chat with us on our Slack channel. During our shows, you can go to gncast.com slash sign up. Also, you can go to the the YouTube. Uh, we, we've been broadcasting live on our own YouTube channel and Podcast of Terror. So uh, wherever you can find a way to, to get in touch with us, please do. We enjoy the interactions. Also, you can subscribe to our newsletter. Wow, way to just if fucking stop. Oh, oh, you took too long in between words. We're getting a one-star review now. Oh, sorry. I couldn't hear you. You broke up. I will take the one-star review. I'll take any goddamn review that we get. Oh, boy. Uh, Corey's really butthurt today. Well, before we go into uh, the news for the week, uh, we're going to do our, our not really patented because it's two common words. What you drinking? Um, I, we'll start with our guest, even though I already know and it's pretty boring. But, Erica, what you drinking? A nice tall glass of water. Mm. I think we used to have those cups, too, by the way. That's probably weird to say, but... That's fine. Yeah, it's a nice cup. I like it. Terrific. I like a good. I like a good uh, liquid vehicle. 
Corey, let me guess. Lipton iced tea. Yeah, I thought about grabbing a root beer, but then you'll just bitch because I'd have to pee halfway through it. <laughs> Wait, so root beer makes you pee quicker than Lipton iced tea? No, but just the extra slamming down of more liquid. The extra slamming down. Wow. Tell your wife I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> well, since I'm the only adventurous one here, someone has a kid and someone's Corey, um, I actually have to point out the fact that one of our listeners, Mike Nilsson, I hope I said it right. It could be either way. Um, was kind enough to ship me a box of beer from Michigan. So I'm drinking some stuff from Hideout that he sent. Uh, I, I killed the black raspberry sour already waiting for Corey to fucking show up. So we're already into the tart cherry wheat. And next we have uh, Rebellion Mead. Also got to point out the fact that he made me this super fucking tits uh, Friday the 13th hockey mask bottle opener. So I That's can so cool. get drunk and love horror. Horrors. I can love horror and horrors. And uh, Growly in the chat's drinking coffee because it's... Do we ever, it's what, like what, 8.15 in the morning there? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that kind of makes up for three-star reviews with no actual notations on them is when we get beer and uh, cool homemade gifts of bottle openers. No nudes, though. I haven't received nudes yet. Careful what you wish for. Yeah, you put me on your spam block. I don't fucking... <laughs> Corey goes right into the old spank bank. Or trash. I call it the trash. Everybody else should open up that Google Doc link that I sent them this week. Christ. Oh. Uh, Ashley's <laughs> drinking coconut coffee or something. Um, yeah, the, the Google... I hate to change the topic real quick, but the Google spam thing was like a big fucking deal. Eric, I don't know if you have... Or what you do for your real job, and you don't have to say anything. But Corey and I both work in IT, so like when something dumb happens, like it's fucking everywhere. <laughs> don't open an email with an attachment from a fucking email that's just sixteen H's. Don't be dumb. <laughs> don't be dumb, people. I tend to respond to the emails of the uh, Prussian kings that need my help and my social security number all the time. <laughs> You are probably in severe debt by now at this point, but... But I'm helping the people. I'm helping the people. You're just waiting for that 67 sextillion dollars to show up into your checking account? Yeah, exactly. You'll all be laughing when I'm a millionaire. <laughs> That's true. Oh, damn it. I fucked up. Let's, let's do some news. We don't do some news. It only takes one. <laughs> did, we, did we mention the movie that we're doing? No. I don't think so. No. It's Scream if you didn't... If you couldn't tell... By the title of the show. I got nothing else to say. That's not me. Yeah. Uh, we should warn that uh, while we normally tell you that we're going to spoil things uh, in relation to the movie that we're watching, I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe go a little bit further and, and spoil some stuff for the uh, sequels as they came out. That's true. If you haven't seen the Scream movies at this point, other than maybe five, I don't know. Don't listen to me. You've undoubtedly by now tuned me out anyways, so why stop there? I did. Thanks, pal. No problem. Oh, pleasure to fucking meet you. Who invited you on here anyways? One of you. Yeah, I don't remember which one, actually. Some drunk. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you would have expected Corey to invite you on, you would have got the email 15 minutes late. Boops. <laughs> that was a good one. Pay myself That's, the best. At the end, it was me peeing. That was the sound of your bladder giving way. Um, the, the, the TV show Slasher has finished uh, filming season two. I feel like we talked about this when it first came up, right, Corey? Oh, maybe. I really don't know 
anything about the show and i was kind of pissed off because it's like okay where's this slasher show at how can i find this and is it on one of the weird networks like chiller or something i don't know the the whole first season's on netflix though um, that got me excited when I realized that it is on Netflix. So I'm very interested. Well, you know, they're they're happy to be here. It's cool in the room. But no, I'm I'm looking forward to checking this out. It, it's I didn't realize, or maybe I forgot that there was a show that was based on a, a horse slasher type story. I guess the first season was closer to a Halloween, and the next season is going to be. Uh, a little bit more in the tune of Friday the 13th. So I, I because I, I think I talk faster than I think, I probably should ask Eric, what's your background in horror since you true crime podcast you know, horror? My background in horror? Um, I don't know. I just, I've always just enjoyed watching the movies. I, from a young age, I've always watched like unrated horror movies. I remember being three years old and watching Halloween and my dad put it on and my mom like freaked out she's like there's blood in that and he's like no there isn't it's from the 70s relax and just from then on i just kind of always loved the genre and i just like creepy shit it's basically what it boils down to thus pouring into my own true crime podcast i like the true stories behind stuff versus like you know slasher films even though i love them i just this this true stories are kind of creepier to me fair enough I crossed my mind because I was going to ask you if you'd ever heard a slasher, if you ever saw it. And then I'm like, wait, I didn't find out why you actually are here right now. Other than I've heard of it. I've never watched it. Huh. Well, the whole first season's on Netflix. And if you tell me you don't have Netflix, I don't think we can be friends. No, I have Netflix. Don't you worry. You'd be like one of three people in the world that didn't have Netflix. That's true. I don't actually think I know anybody that doesn't have Netflix. I don't know. I know someone with Hulu. I don't know if he has Netflix. Mm, Hulu barely counts, though. Well, and that's the thing. Like, Hulu's like the stepheaded, uh, the red, st- fuck, redheaded stepchild. Yeah, if they're your friend, they should be like on super thin ice. If they're just like, yeah, I just watch Hulu. Well, he might just be using my Netflix in exchange for pizza. That's the thing that happens in my life. I can pizza see like is... working it out in your brain. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the wheels are slowly turning. Pizza's code for oral sex, by the way, just so we know. Oh, well, you know, because it burns the roof of your mouth. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, so Slasher, if you're doing it right. Slasher Season 2 is going to be a thing. Um, there's not really a whole lot else to say about it. No, I'm just excited. I'm going to check it out. I think as soon as we finish going through the, the last season other the second season that we're in the middle of of twin peaks before the new series starts uh, i may put this on our viewing list here at the house i love how you guys really just jumped over probably the best oral sex joke i've ever heard in my i life. know we were totally both talking i was going to ask you to repeat yourself please repeat your oral sex oh joke. my god that was great i'm putting a pin in that for later oh god damn it just make sure no one's talking when you say it make sure the adults aren't talking when you say your joke come on that was a good your young joke god damn it what the fuck was wrong with you two tonight? <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next news story. Um, I'm pretty excited about this one because it pertains to our man crush. Uh, unearthed uh, films, not the band Unearthed. Uh, they're announcing the a Serbian film Ultimate Director's Cut. And that is a movie that our multi, multi-time multi guest, uh, Matt Vincent, has talked about wanting to do. Um, I don't know. If you are a fan of Matt Vincent and us, tweet at him 
and tell him to get his fucking ass on here to talk about the uh, ultimate director's cut of the Serbian film. Also, Erica, uh, people in the chat want the, they want to hear the joke. You got to tell the really joke now. Well, I was talking about Corey's joke. It was the best joke I've ever heard about. Damn it, Corey, what was the joke? I don't joke? have a joke. I'm not clever. Give you all the benefits. If you listen to my show, you know I'm not clever. Oh, and if you're I feel like you can be clever doing true crime. Like, you kind of got to just give the facts. I mean, you can have puns every once in a while. Uh, like David Caruso puns? <laughs> I mean, if you want to go there, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I expect a David Caruso pun in your next episode. I'll work on it. I can't make any promises. Which one's that even coming out? My next episode... Com- well, my next episode's already on Patreon, and it's about dismembered feet, which is really weird. I hate feet. Cut them all off. Well, then you're going to love this episode. You're probably behind this episode, because it's unknown why there's so many severed feet on the shores of Canada. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, isn't it fucking weird? Yeah, it's super weird. Canadians are weird. Corey, what's your oral sex joke? <laughs> I, I don't have an oral sex joke. You apparently told... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Was I the only one listening? I think so. I tune him out a lot. He was talking about pizza and how it was. Uh, um, Burn something about burning your mouth? Yeah, it's it was really funny. Pizza is, is code for oral sex. Thank you. And then what about burning your mouth? And because it burns the roof of your mouth. But why does oral sex burn the roof of your mouth? Um, Because of the pepperoni. Why, why do you have pepperoni on your penis? <laughs> you know, you got to do something to entice her over there. Jesus, We've reached I'm point. uninticeable. Mm-hmm. You can slap him through the internet. He'll feel it in three hours, but you can do it. That that is the the third level of our Patreon. Slap a Corey. I like it. I don't even have a Patreon. What the fuck are you talking? Send me twenty bucks and you can go slap Corey. That works. That works. I'd have to travel really far though, so. Yeah, you're gonna be out a lot of money when this is all done, but you'll get to slap Corey. Yeah, that'd be worth it. For an extra 50, we'll record it, put it on a podcast. I like it. Episode 89, Corey gets slapped in the face. <laughs> oh, man, I cracked myself up. Poor Corey. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> um, so, back to Matt, the have you film. seen a Serbian film? Because I, I know you're all excited it. about I'm this. fucking yeah. terrified to see it. That's exactly how I feel, is that... I, I I'm I'm it's one of those things that I'll do for for Matt V uh, when he comes back me. on, the, just like the Twilight shit. It's like I'm willing to sit and put myself through watching all the Twilight films for Matt Vincent to be on and talk about them, but I am in no way, shape, or form prepared to watch a Serbian film just of my own accord. Uh, I'm a I'm a screaming wimp. Erica, have you seen a Serbian film? I have not. Tell me more. Well, the synopsis is, uh, it says, The Serbian film promes the life of Milos, a retired adult film star. Milos is lured out of retirement by deep-pocketed director seeking to make the ultimate art host triple X film. What follows is the most depraved cinematic storytelling of a moral and political allegory ever seen. Consider yourself warned. I've heard from multiple people it is just fucking unreal. Oh, I don't know if I can handle it then. I'm kind of a wimp. What? I love horror, but... I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to it. I can't. So you talk. You're going to talk uh, at moderate length about severed feet in Canada, but look, I don't say that my stories don't creep me out. That's balls. If you are creeped out by the oh, the thing you are presenting to people. 
Yeah, I've been working on this one episode pretty much since I started the show, and it creeps me out so bad I haven't released it yet. Wow. Yeah. People are fucked up. No, people are totally fucked up. I live in the state where we eat people. So That's true. Keep that in mind. I don't eat people. Probably be in better shape if I did. Yeah, people protein. Um, Yeah, I've heard from a number of people that a Serbian film is very depraved and very fucked up. Yeah, it's one of those things that hits the top ten chart. What's that? Like fucked up, gory, fucked up, or um, among other things. Among other things, it's it's when when you see lists of the ten most you know horrifyingly sickening uh, films ever done, Serbian film is usually one of the top of the list. It's up there with Cannibal Holocaust, as things of like some stuff just didn't need to be filmed, and and I'm I'm all for. Art, I'm all for, you know, nothing should technically be off limits, but we should have our own limits as to what we want to see. And uh, and I do. The, and uh, this lands outside of that. The Wikipedia does a, a little better of explaining. Uh, so the main, the main character is, uh, he agrees to participate in an art film only to find out that he has been drafted into a snuff film with child rape and necrophiliac themes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so I think that has a lot to do with it. A little bit, I think so. Uh, graphic depictions of rape, necrophilia, and child sexual abuse. Yeah, not for me. Yeah, I'll it's, pass. it's been banned in Spain, Germany, Australia, New Zealand, Malaysia, Singapore, Norway, and South Korea. And somehow allowable here. Temporarily banned from screening in Brazil. If uh, if Singapore isn't letting you watch it, like I feel like that's where you'd go to do dirty, dirty things. I'd have to agree. Maybe. <laughs> go, go, nah, I'm just going to stop that one right there. <laughs> it's going to work out. Um, let's see. So it has 60 hours of behind-the-scenes footage, which is not needed. Five more minutes, also not needed. And no official release date or artwork. But, uh, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll tell you as we... we <sighs> I just, I, I feel dirty having talked about it. it. There's not enough trigger warnings in the world for that episode if we ever do it. Well, I'll just play three of them in a row. Like, just so you know, it's getting uncomfortable. <laughs> <sighs> Let's do our last news story here. Um, it'll, it'll just be that'll be our video only podcast and it'll be just Matt and I sitting here crying looking at the screen the whole time just shaking in fetal positions <sighs> it says a lot about the person that makes that movie yeah yeah, yeah it really does because <laughs> they had to like think about it and probably rewrite it yeah and then edit and then, and then actively shoot it and then, yeah. hey, uh, I'm going to gather a bunch of people. I want you guys to be in my movie. Oh, sure, that sounds great. What's it about? I'm not going to tell you right now. You just have to trust me. But when we get there, just know that you'll have to actually act it out or I'm sending your feet to Canada. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now my story makes sense. Yep. Why not both? That's how feet can uh, Oh, God. Oh, man, that reminded me of... Uh, the um, Eric, I'm sure you know this, Corey. You may not, but there was a a, a guy in Canada named Luca Magnata who like dismembered someone and shipped That's his body parts nice. to like members of parliament. Fucking oh, insane. He, he he he. I think I believe he live streamed him murdering the guy too. 
I don't know if he live streamed it or just put it up on the internet. Um, either I way. know it was definitely on the internet, and then he had sex with a dead body, yep. and then started eating him. Yep. On someone tried telling me that he's being released because Get the hell of, out of here. Yeah, there's like some some weird Canadian law where after if you complete something or do something or something happens, you're just automatically released. And I call bullshit because I, I googled his his release, and it is not. Uh, it, he's not getting released. That story is hot. I'm being released right now. <laughs> I think you make. Uh, there was a guy in uh, Canada. I think his name was Vincent Lee, who simil- like did something similar. Um, he cannibalized a guy on a bus and like cut off his face, and he oh, got released. Yeah. I think that's him, because he's a free man in Canada right now under a, another name, but everybody knows what he looks like in that town. But he ate a guy's face. Dave. Dave Nelson, if you're listening to this, please seek shelter. What? Please don't. Please don't say Dave Nelson. Like after he changed his, his name, name but everyone knows what he looks like. His name is Dave Nelson, and oh. you can find him on the air. <laughs> Just, oh, this is where he works. This is where he lives. Oh yeah, I remember this one too. Um, Have you ever looked at those pictures of that of the guy after what? he attacked him you what? can see it, vincent lee if you google his crime you can see pictures of his, the kid's name is tim mclean yeah, i it's hard look at it right now why because i want to see your reaction because it's the most horrifying thing i've ever seen in my no, life no that i'm not doing it i and you I just ex- told me about the serbian film google it right I now i haven't watched the serbian film you know what i did I, watch the the guy um in don't ohio the the, no, no 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 the guy in ohio <laughs> who uh put up the video of him shooting that guy i watched that like i don't know what i was expecting but i saw Wait, a guy get fucking shot in the face oh yeah i heard about that because that's literally the state over from me well, and he they was thought found he, he was found near you yeah he was he really was yeah and like everybody called pa <sighs> and, well everyone the guy I work with is like, dude, is fucking, what was his name? Stevie Steve? Like, Stevie Steve's coming. Like, oh, yeah, Steve not, Stevenson. Yeah, he's like, he's not fucking driving to Wisconsin. It's going the other direction. Why? I don't know. He really wanted a 20-piece McNugget and french fries, though. That's that's you, how he got caught. <laughs> do you guys have the Szechuan sauce? Because I could see, you know. <laughs> oh, dude, did you hear about the person who paid like $20,000 for Szechuan dipping sauce? And, uh, yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Have you Have you... Let the sauce from McDonald's McNuggets sit for a little while no, because it goes sure. rancid really fucking fast. It is not a pleasant experience once you've gotten the Szechuan sauce or sweet and sour or anything. It's like, oh, great. I could have this now. No, don't keep a spare because McDonald's fucking rips you off anyways. Don't keep a spare sauce because it's going to taste nasty by the time you finally get to it. And I can't imagine $20,000 for 20-year-old Szechuan sauce is going to make anybody happy. I really, I wish I had that kind of expendable income. Yeah, It'd just right. be like twenty grand for sauce. Yeah, I mean, maybe they've got packets of it at the fire festival. Or they're who in knows? Severe, severe <laughs> death. Uh, real quick, Growly is asking in the chat about the uh, bath salts cannibal, and that was in Miami. Yeah, that was in Florida. Yeah, Florida yeah. is where the guy ate bath salts and then ate subsequently ate a person's face. Um, yeah, he ate a hobo. There's if you. <laughs> If you Google everything tastes good Florida, with salt, so oh, if you uh, Google uh, bath salts Florida, the next word that comes up is pictures. I steered clear of that. I don't. I'm not continuing with the show until you Google that picture. I'll just kick you out. <laughs> I'm not what is fucking looking? What am I looking picture. up? What am I, I did this on the air a couple weeks ago. I looked up something really 
not good and it, it affected me. At the, I blocked it on my memory now, but sure. What am I looking up? Vincent Lee, it's L I. Um, he uh, ate, that's he ate someone in a bus. Yeah, he cut off his head and. So Vincent Lee, victim. Yeah, I can't. I want to say the victim's name is Tim McLean. Yeah, I have to do this because otherwise my wife will listen to the show and then she'll do it. Uh... I feel so bad for him. It's awful. It's the worst. I don't understand. <laughs> Although that's, that's true. Not. That's like human nature. Like this I tastes don't... like a fat. This tastes like hot, uh, melted dog shit. You should try it. I don't understand how this guy, after doing this to this poor kid who was asleep on a bus, can walk free in Canada. He was found not criminally responsible for beheading a man on a uh, Greyhound bus, two thousand eight. Bullshit. That, that's bullshit. what I'm like. Uh... No, I know. I'm. But I'm just saying that's bullshit. Oh no, no, no. I. I agree. I want to know like how they came to that realization that he's not criminally responsible. Because he was having a psychotic break. It doesn't fucking matter. Keep him in an asylum then. Yeah, well, the might... internet. Oh, the oh. internet seems to be protecting me from myself today because even with safe search off, uh, I am not seeing the results. I I see pictures of the people, but not like the whatever was done. So fine, it's not meant to be then. Oh, Thank no. you, Google. Oh. What, you son of a bitch? I can totally find it. Oh, God. Uh, I see the bus. <laughs> I see the bus. See, this is the shit I do. I have to research a case. I need to know everything. It's a horrible, horrible thing. You're never coming back. <laughs> no, no, she's a psychologist. We're going to need her back just to work yeah. us through this. I'm going to land the futon behind me. Can you please make me feel better about myself? Sure. <laughs> All right, can we do our last news story and talk about Scream? Yes. I don't want to look at beheading pictures anymore. Fine. Uh, all right. The thing. They're making a board game out of it. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Fuck. It, I mean, it's it's kind of weird that this is now the the light talk. The Oh, they're making a board game out of that, that horrendous movie from the 80s with Kurt Russell where... Creatures grew tentacles out of the heads of people and shit. And oh man, that's and what they did to the dogs. What they did to the dogs, man. That's because but it's fake. Light and fun a, compared a to Canadian really a certain film and Tim McLean's death. And oh, I don't know. Got, man. Have you You're seen the thing? Me. Have either of you seen the thing? A long, long time ago. A long, long it time is. ago, you're like 14. You, oh, that sounds bad because you said a child. <laughs> <laughs> so she must be from Wisconsin. Uh, it is. Uh, it is one. It's a very good movie. Uh, two. The the effects, especially when it came to the animals and stuff, don't look that fake. I mean, when it gets to the the parts with the creature, it's so horrifying that it looks unreal. But it should look unreal. But there's a there's a lot of buy-in to what this movie brings you, and so I wouldn't say that it's it's a light watch compared to the other things we're talking about. Well, compared to the other things, yes, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a romantic love story with a real happy ending compared to the other things that we just spoke of. <laughs> what do you do in your free time to like scrub your brain from looking at shit like that? Like you um... seem pretty well adjusted. I'm not. It's all a facade. Oh, boy. I apply (laughs) clown makeup and just go out on the town. You know? Exactly. Um, No, I I don't really know. Because 
I look at a lot of like animal pictures, maybe Why? puppies. Oh, oh. <laughs> I instantly wow, was like, dead animals? What's wrong with you? No, no, that bo- honestly, that bothers me more than humans. Yeah. If you kill a dog or any type of animal, that just that fucks with me more than like the whole, you know, Vincent Lee cutting someone's head off. Yeah, we watched American Psycho for breakfast today. And, uh, oh shit, truck bottle cap. Um, I, like every time he would like kill someone, I was like, oh, this is funny. He says funny things like, oh, what were you doing when Paul Allen was murdered? Oh, I was returning videotapes. Yeah. No. Have you at least seen American Psycho? Yeah, I've seen American Psycho. Okay. Well, I was starting to question your whoredom if you hadn't seen American Psycho. No, I've seen it. Yeah. It's not my favorite. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. Like I, I just couldn't get into it that much. I think maybe because I saw the second one first. Oh, come on. Oh, God. I hated it. I haven't even oh, seen the yeah. second one, and I don't need... You never saw it? It's no. so bad. Mila Kunis and William Shatner, it is, uh, it is a lot of not good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I remember my brother. My brother showed me mainly all the horror movies that I've watched after my dad. Like, my dad showed me the classics, and then my brother showed me all the, like, really fucked up ones, and then mm-hmm. the later ones. Like, me and my brother wa- watched uh, Audition together. Have you ever guys seen that one? No. You've never seen Audition? No, that one's unfamiliar to me. It is a Japanese horror film. That's probably why. Yeah. We, we, have a, we have a regular guest, Nicole, that... That brings us our foreign films usually. Uh, well, no, Lucy, our, our first fan mail brought us yep. one but as she's, well. But she's she's foreign, yeah. so it's less okay. weird when a foreign brings a foreign. Yeah, my brother, he was really. I can't remember if it was audition because I gagged at all the movies that he showed me for the most part. But it um, there was this one horror movie that he showed me where this uh, it was Japanese and this girl was hanging upside down by chains and they put like bamboo shoots underneath her fingernails and oh. snap them up. Oh man. Yeah, I, I wanted to throw up. Uh, and then there was the one where this lady gave some girl uh, an abortion in a river and it like it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I, the Japanese definitely have um, no hold bar. Exactly. I was trying to think of a, a way to put that. You you did a much nicer job than I did. I do what I can. <clears throat> we convinced we convinced our uh, substitute teacher to let us watch Faces of Death when I was in high school. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Right. Oh, man, first time I went to like private schools, so it took me a long time to become depraved and desensitized. But the first that should have made you more depraved and desensitized. That is probably where my deep seated love of death metal comes from. And there the you occult. go. Not yeah. partaking in the occult, just a fascination with the occult. Um, yeah, I went to Catholic school for twelve years, so. Oh Jesus! And all Bennett. girls high school for four, so. Woo. Took you sixteen years to get through high school. Wow, that was a really bad joke. I'm sorry. Zing. It was. It was more of a. No. Well. I'm not gonna completely deflate you. Ah, it's, that wouldn't be the first time or the last time that I have been made fun of or deflated on my own podcast. So have at it. I can't. I can't go on yours and make fun of you. True. I'm a solo show. That must be nice. Yeah. I bet your co-host doesn't show up. Ouch! Goddamn minutes late. <laughs> uh, 
I think we hurt Corey's feelings. Uh, no, Corey knows that I love him for about seven minutes. Then I go to sleep. Um, so the thing is a board game. We really got off topic here pretty bad. Um, is there a release date? I don't know. It's got a board. You use some pieces. You do stuff. I'm hoping uh, Brad and Anessa probably purchase this game. They're really big into tabletop stuff. Oh, yeah. If we could do a crossover episode with Brad for Adventure Party, that would actually be pretty cool. Brad, take a note. I don't think he actually listens to this on a, uh, consistently. I'll send him a message. I would totally buy this. The problem is I don't know if my wife will play with me. My wife would definitely play this. Uh, the Thing is one of her favorite horror films in general. One of her favorite movies, just overall. Uh, and we've got some friends who have been talking about wanting to do a board game night. So this could be our our gift to that. Sounds fun. Awesome. Um, I just want to know if while playing the game, you accidentally just decide to start killing everybody because you've built up such a great distrust <laughs> of everyone in the room. <laughs> Uh, you could, Mondo Tease apparently is releasing a limited version of it. There is 1,982 copies. They feature different tac- uh, different packaging by a guy named Jock. Uh, Jock is, uh, if it's the same one that I'm thinking of, he's a comic book artist. He's done a lot of work for DC. Uh, I remember his Green Arrow run and a couple other... Oh, I think he did The Losers. Uh, he's actually very good. And has the right style for this kind of game. Yeah. It, looks, it looks pretty cool. I'll probably buy it because I like just spending my money on things that I never ever use. And cute that they they have the number of copies that equal out to the year that it was that the film was put out. Oh, I didn't think it needed to be explained, Corey. <laughs> Not the unnecessary <laughs> sequel. There's a sequel. Oh yeah, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in it. It's it's okay. Wait, but wait, it a sequel was, or a remake? It's actually, I think it's a prequel in 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 oh. some ways. But it came out just a couple years ago, 2011. And I mean, the thing itself was a remake of a much earlier version of the film. But yeah, the the new one came out. I don't know that it really did enough different from the original. Uh, and I don't I don't remember a lot from it. Uh, that's that's probably a bad sign. But I don't think it used practical effects. Uh, certainly not to the same degree that the original one did. Yeah. It's disappointing. I can't find a release date. That's what I was looking for. I'm guessing closer to Halloween. Either way, uh, the thing infection at Outpost 31. Keep an eye out for it, I guess. Um, What do we do next? Oh, let's talk about a movie because no one ever sends us any fucking feedback ever. <laughs> Thanks for the beer, though, Mike. They send you beer. I've been watching the the back and forth emails coming in to the to the pot email address uh, pot at gncast mm-hmm. and like there's been a lot of of feedback in regards to like I'm sending you stuff. You're welcome. Sorry, I'm sorry that you don't have a cool hobby other than comic books, which Mike did offer to send you. That people can send me iced tea. As long as it's Lipton. <laughs> Someone get this man a Lipton endorsement. <laughs> That's all I've wanted. Endorsement. I'm gonna look. Or little it. Debbie. Ooh, little Debbie. I saw. Um, they make Twinkie and Ding Dong ice cream now. Oh. Yes. Yes, they do. They also make. 
uh, which are not Little Debbie, but they also make snowballs, <laughs> ice cream. I did. I ate the snowball and ones. ice cream bars. Uh, my my grandpa that passed away uh, almost a year ago, his favorite thing was snowballs. So I had to go buy. I had to buy and eat an entire half gallon of snowball ice cream because you know, not because I'm fat or anything, just because. Respect. Yeah. Right. I had. I absolutely. It, it was a moral good. imperative. It was not very good at all. And I, I like can't snowballs. imagine that'd be good. Well, it's Ugh. just like chocolate cake chunks in vanilla ice cream and pink fake coconut. Try that the ice cream bars instead. Too bad in theory. Well, communism is a good idea in theory too. So. <laughs> oh, we went there now. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised it took that long. Um, why are we here? Scream. Just Scream. It was an alright movie. No one said anything. Yeah, that's why I was just like, I think this is the first time I have seen it in its entirety, like start to finish in one sitting. Are you serious? Yeah, I think Scream three or four was the first. I kissed I kissed a girl to that movie for the first time, so I got that going for me, which is pretty sweet. Was it the same girl that you watched Buffy for? No, that was uh, there was a many years. Okay, so the first girl that I kissed, her back was probably hairier than my back is right now, and we were in eighth grade. Hot. So, yeah, Buffy was more of like a, I think I was twenty-one because I could drink. I could drink away all the Buffy times. You have a problem with Buffy too? I had no problem with Buffy. I just did not choose to watch it for any other reason than vagina. It wasn't right. a bad show. It just really wasn't what I would have done with my free time, unless there was a vagina involved. God. What? But you're men are so weird. Not really. I mean, just like feed me a sandwich, tell me I'm pretty, and put out once in a while, we're good. Um, you are pretty young to be into Buffy, though, because are you kidding? No, like the original Buffy. Yeah, that was on TV when I was a kid. Yeah, so I was. It just hit its twentieth anniversary, so I'm older than twenty. I have knowledge of watching the episodes when they premiered. Ninety-seven, ninety-three. I, I'm sorry. I thought it was uh, early, early to mid '90s, not late to early thousands. I think the movie was earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah late '80s. <clears throat> I have never yeah. seen the movie. Although I did recently find an article that, uh, what's his face, the guy who was in Bones, David Boreanaz. Yes, he used to get naked and chase people around with his penis on set. He did. I heard that a lot. I would let him chase me with his penis. Seriously. He's from he's a Philly boy. He's from my hometown, so amazing how much I stumble and just give up and let it happen. <laughs> oh, I tripped and accidentally touched your ding dong. I fell down with my mouth wide open. Uh, <laughs> you beautiful, beautiful, dark vampiric man. Uh yeah, we used to before Aaron and I got together, my ex and I used to watch Buffy, and her son was a big fan of it as well. And they got to the point where uh, they they screwed up, and Angel and Buffy had sex for the first time, and Angel felt true happiness and turned evil and became Angelus and went after uh, Jenny Callender, who is the, the teacher that Giles was with and everything. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching that episode with Jesse, who was like three in the room and realizing, holy shit, I've got to get my kid out of here because I know what's going to happen right now. And this is totally fucked up and he cannot see this. Like 
it's one thing for my kid to be into X-Files and into Buffy, but it's another thing to let him see this, which is just going to be way over the top for, for that age. And I, I just like, man. So after that, I, I kind of was weirded out. It was like, can I let him keep watching the show with me or not? That was a pretty, yeah, that was a pretty dark season now that I think about that, him like breaking her neck, spoiler. But... And, and and placing the body in the bed and having it all be like a romantic setting for Giles to walk up the stairs with yeah. the candles and the rose petals and then finding her posed with the sketches that he had done too. Like it was, it was methodical. And that's, that's kind of like when I realized that Joss Whedon is the sickest motherfucker alive and one of the most amazing storytellers at the same time. Uh, Cause I was already a fan of the show, but that was like, this was a show that was kind of like campy darkness and, and vampires and teenagers. And I get the whole back and forth of like, okay, she's, she's the girl who's, who's chasing the monsters as opposed to being chased by the monsters. But then it was, Oh shit. This is horrifying. Yeah. This is actually horrifying. I love that show. Just it is really good. Done. Uh, we're never done with Buffy. All right, cool. Corey, you just want to wrap this up when you're done? <laughs> no, I do want to say, though, that what's funny is because of when Buffy was on, what followed Buffy was Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek was written by Kevin Williamson, who wrote Scream. Ooh, nice segue. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> so Scream. So Scream. The greatest movie ever. I mean, it was a very good movie. I wouldn't go as far as to call it the greatest movie. Ever. To me, to me. Um, I feel like um, I was trying to think of a ridiculous movie that'd be that. I fucking give up. It's not like I'm saying like Killer Clowns from Outer Space or. No, no. Scream is a very reputable movie. It's not. If you said like well, Scream Four is the best movie ever, that's no, absolutely not. No, no, no. Um, you. I do want to point out that. Matthew Lillard drools in every movie he's in. He's gross. I can't with him. I really liked him in Hackers, but he drooled there. 13 Ghosts, I did not dislike him in. He drooled there. Yeah. And he, he's, really he's, he's, got, he's, he's got a wet mouth. He's got a wet mouth. Uh, or as I like to call it, accommodating. He's <laughs> It's perfectly okay. It's, it's presidential if you listen to Stephen Colbert. Uh, I think that I think he's great. And I thought that it was funny because one of the things that was the giveaway for me when watching the movie uh, Scream for the first time is that, oh, well, and, and here's your first spoiler for the film, people. Uh, Matthew Lillard must be the killer because he played serial killer in Hackers. And it's just so obvious. Yeah, did you guys realize who the killers were when you were watching it? Besides you, Corey, because you're smart, I guess. Wow. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> I had... I mean, obviously, when What's His Nuts dropped the phone, you you know. And even though they're like, oh, it's not really him, it was... Billy. His name is Billy. Yeah, What's His Nuts. The the biggest reveal that I think that, that took people by surprise was the fact that it was more than one person. True. I, I think that was kind of a big deal. Because you could look at... And there were definitely... They pointed out different people that it could have been throughout the whole thing. They, they gave an air of mystery to a lot of the different characters. But the fact that there were two of them teamed up, I think, is what changed how people reacted to the reveal. Yeah. Well, they did a really good job at the end of, you know, like, oh, you actually finally think that Billy um, <laughs> Billy is the killer, but then he gets stabbed. And even when he, like, does his little shtick where he falls down the stairs and 
it was pretty convincing. I'll admit it. I was like, what the fuck? Plot twist. But you could see that there weren't even holes through his shirt. Like, they, they didn't hold back on, on the kills for pretty much anybody else, but Billy is supposed to have been all slashed and cut up, and his shirt's still completely intact. I do want to point out, I think it's... I gotta double-check the girl's name. Is it, is it, no, not... What's it? Fuck, the one who dies in the... Um, the beginning? The garage door. Tatum? Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan, that's what her name is. Look, I know everything about this movie, every actress, every... <laughs> thing you can just say characters i will help you fair enough thank you um i would like to point out that a if they had the laser installed which i don't think was a big thing in the 90s um she wouldn't have died b i don't think a garage door would close with enough force to crush someone's head because as soon as it had resistance it would just go back down the amount of lift that door had i mean i know she's she's not a big person but it, her added weight on top of it. And then it looked like there were spikes up there for some reason at the top. Also, why are her nipples so hard? Because they didn't use nudity, but they wanted to entice you as if they were using nudity. They they do the scene where they're watching for the reveal of the, the breasts yep. in Halloween, and they go, here's a gratuitous topless shot, and then they show Nev Campbell upstairs, take off her shirt, and you see her bra, but you never actually see nudity in the film. Uh, it's well implied, but it's, there's never the, the quote-unquote payoff. Mm-hmm. Have Which is good, because part of the reason that Wes Craven decided that he wasn't sure he wanted to do this movie in the first place was because he was tired of a lot of the exploitation that had been showing up in horror movies at that point, and he was kind of done with them. And it wasn't until some of the people who were getting cast, like Drew Barrymore, who was originally going to play the City Prescott character, that he decided that maybe it was something he wanted to do. Corey knows his shit. Corey, is, he totally does. I'm, yeah, not not that. You're just the dancing monkey. <laughs> Rose McGowan was in Biodome and Encino Man. I didn't remember that. What did she play in Biodome? Denise? That doesn't tell me anything. I know. She played Stephen Baldwin because she is amazing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Denise. She's super talented. That was a flawless performance. Uh, the the th- only thing that I knew her from before I saw her in Scream was, oh shit, we've talked about it recently too, the one where they were going across the country. Oh god damn it, I don't remember oh. it now. No, um, no, it was it was uh, it was an indie film that she was in. It was probably the first thing that she had done. It was very bizarre, and there was there was a lot of. Uh, eating of bodily excretions doom generation yeah i didn't see biodome and to this day Wait, i still feel pretty what? about that yeah <laughs> we can't be friends uh, that's okay you know i feel like you've given me enough shit today that i'm gonna be all right with it <sighs> Polly shore is the greatest actor alive Oh, that man a lifetime achievement award not really i just it's i think he's funny i never know with you i don't know <laughs> i did see him live in uh he's he's real big in wisconsin which isn't saying a whole lot um really every time he does live uh, like a live tour he flies into milwaukee and drives himself to minneapolis 
Polly Shore rode the fucking coattails of Sam Kinison. If Sam Kinison had lived just an extra five years, I'm sure he would have put Polly Shore back in the fucking crypt he took him out of, and we would have never had to deal with the bullshit that is Shore movies going on and on for way too fucking long. Um, just because you knew Sam doesn't mean you're a good person or a funny guy. Sorry. Wow, I said trigger it. warning. Fuck Don't you, bring up Polly Shore to Corey. Yeah, well, shit. And the only reason he was friends with Sam is because his mom owned the fucking comedy club. That's like Spalding from Caddyshack being being friends with Chevy Chase's character and shit. It's like, no, no, you're a fucking moron. Get the hell away from me, kid. Oh, this might make you guys hate me, but I've never seen Caddyshack. Yeah. I don't hate you for it. No, I, 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 can't, do. I think Caddyshack's funny, but I, I don't think it's the be-all, end-all like some people do. It's a dandy film. It's a good old time. Uh, yeah, you've seen like National Lampoon's Christmas, though, right? Of course. Okay, so I think those movies are more important to pop culture than Caddyshack. I actually haven't seen The Christmas Vacation. It's the only one. <laughs> well, it's one of my favorite. I, I've heard that it's actually probably the the better one of the sequels, but I just for some reason never caught it. It's really good uh, to watch it. Yeah, maybe, maybe I will. I don't know Chevy Chase. I don't know if I. would need to give him any more viewing other than reruns of community that said so scream stands out because it was the first time that i can think of where there was so much um meta commentary in the film like we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about final girls recently uh when we talked about Tucker and Dale versus Evil certainly is that this is the self-realization of a horror movie from the people in the horror movie or where they're deconstructing the horror movie as you're watching it. So it's like I've seen all the Halloweens, I've seen all the Nightmare on Elm Streets and Friday the 13th, and they're even referenced in this. Mm -hmm. uh, Wes Craven is referenced uh, several times in it, including the fact that he plays the janitor named Fred wearing the red and green sweater. Uh, and that was interesting because it's like, oh, well, it's it's a slasher flick, so we all know what we're going to get. But someone said, no, what if we play with that idea? What if we, instead of just giving you the same goddamn thing you've seen over again, we talk about that those are the things that you should understand, those are the tropes, and we're going to tease you with those tropes and do something different with them. And that, to me, is why this film... Uh, on top of that, with the the young cast that they had that were all established actors, really, mm -hmm. why it succeeded in the way that it did at the time that it did when horror was in a pretty low point and a lot of stuff was coming out direct to VHS for sequels as opposed to coming out in the theaters. The stuff in the theaters wasn't wasn't taking. Yeah, I agree. It definitely revitalized the whole horror genre. You can see like the the movies in the seventies, the classics. You have your 80s slasher, and then it kind of tapers off with these like really bad, but you still enjoyable horror movies. And then you get smacked in 1996 with Scream, and it's just, I, 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 I can't say enough about it. I love that movie. I really can't. <clears throat> I like it. It's good. You gotta be the problem child. <laughs> just, I, it's now become <laughs> fun to just like fuck with you like that. Um, I, th there really were a lot of great things that Scream did, uh, especially because it took 
things that countless movies have already done and kind of made them fresh and new mm-hmm. while being like especially the scene the scenes towards the end where they're watching halloween and they're like oh you gotta these are the rules this is how things happen and this is why people die and they really played it up and um it, like Corey said we recently watched the final girls which does it also but to a different degree mm-hmm. so this was is it it makes it fun in that way while still being like a serious movie and and trying to execute jump uh, jump uh, scares um so i really did like this movie like don't think i did i didn't like it um I, I, it's also such a great commentary of what the 90s was at that point because we're at the mid 90s we're at 1996 uh, one of the characters works in a video store, but all of the kids at that point in time, because of VHS, because of video stores, because of the popularity of Blockbuster and Hollywood Video and things, had this now insane knowledge. I mean, this is the clerks generation. This is mm-hmm. this is the the slackers generation. So I have this insane knowledge of like I've seen so many of these movies, and so I think about these things all the time, and I can I can quote them as much as I do, and I can reference them in any silly uh, point in time. I mean. Unfortunately for me, because I do this out of nervousness, um, but Matthew Lillard's character, how he keeps bringing everything back to something in a horror film, and and uh, Jamie Kennedy's character, how they constantly like, oh, but remember in in Nightmare on Elm Street they did this. That's that's how we started doing that. It's because of that time that we started doing that, and I can also see that that would be why, not so much for uh, Billy. But for for Lillard's character, why he would want to kill people, because to him, it's something he's seen and loved on screen so much. And to him, it's just fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Billy was kind of like a pack leader. You find out, you know, down the line in like two movies that there was a whole other motive and he saw this. I mean, you find it out in that movie why he's doing all the killings and that's all that funness. But while why how he got a friend to do it. I can tell you right now I don't have any friends out there if I looked at them I'm like look I want to kill my boyfriend's mom she fucked with me I want to kill her I have no friend that would be like yeah let's do it none I don't have friendships like that maybe you I think that's a good thing yeah I'm, I'm happy I don't and I'm happy I've never been pushed to that I have friends that I could call if I had like a dead body and I need to bury yep. it I have those friends, but not ones that would just hop on a bandwagon and be like, "Yeah, let's totally let's fuck do some, some shit murders. up." And just kill yeah. Now, now let's let's be fair though. The friends that would assist you in killing a random stranger are probably not friends that you have as close friends because they're kind of like keep them at a little bit of a distance. One, uh, because you want to have deniability, and two, because don't let them know where you live. But I'm not saying I don't know those people. <laughs> I'm feeling a little suspicious about you, Corey. Yeah, the right. internet is a magical place. <laughs> Murder for hire. Uh, God damn it. We're on we're on lists now. <laughs> We've been on lists, man. Well, it's now we're on a different list. Like a Serbian film. I think they just hit every keyword for the search and yeah, in the fucking uh, YouTube. It's like, oh shit. Uh, okay, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna look at this a little bit closer. Uh, we're gonna demonetize it and uh, let's well, we see don't if we, we don't monetize any of these because they would have all been taken down by now and we would have lost our ability to stream. That's yeah, just kind of what we do here. Erica doesn't know anything about those struggles. No, I don't. No, in her sound booth. 
Your husband yeah, they... want to come build me a sound booth at my new house? Yeah, he'll do it. It's really freaking hot in here, though. I will warn you. Oh, never mind. Fuck it. If I get hot, I get cranky pants. Two things that piss me off, being hot and hungry. Make me hot and hungry, someone's going to die. So you Sir, not a cold burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a frozen burrito to calm me down. Where are we in this movie? We've, we went literally right to the end. Uh, we skipped over some of the cameos, which are which are pretty cool. Uh, we have Henry Winkler playing the principal, and uh, oh god, damn it! Uh, from The Exorcist, oh, Linda, Linda, Blair. Linda Blair shows up, uh, and both of them do it uncredited. It seemed like a lot of the older actors and actresses didn't want to be credited in the movie because they didn't want to take away from the young cast, mm -hmm. uh, which they really focused on. Uh, but when you think about it, and I, I, I wasn't, I was kind of surprised how many of these people after this movie, a lot of them didn't seem to go on to like blow up and be in a lot of things. I, Rose McGowan did some movies and stuff, but then she wound up being on Charmed. I, where's rose today where's She's still doing shit because i was just looking at her i'm going back Skeet over it, but she has like a completely different face because of plastic surgery yeah, she was weird. Uh, to that degree so does courtney cox but oh, yeah, courtney cox still yeah. did cougar town it, it, it's it's weird to me because Skeet Ulrich was kind of like he was chosen because he was reminding the the people who made the film of johnny depp mm -hmm. uh they felt he looked enough like depp that it would give that kind of throwback feel to it and because of wes craven but he did Jericho, and that was a show that had to struggle for years to finally finish a storyline, and I think they wound up finishing it off in comics. Uh, a lot of these people, David Arquette just went fucking insane. Uh, he, he, was on, uh, he was on My Kitchen Rules, which was a TV show about cooking. He did that wrestling movie. He did. Uh, My Kitchen Rules was recently. Uh, Brandy and Ray J were on it. Uh, they practically made the show because they're... I'm pretty sure they're fucking because their their relationship is just weird and uncomfortable. Um, to recap, your Rose they McGowan. They should be in a sequel of a Serbian film. Oh, boy. Uh, so, um, <laughs> anyways, Rose McGowan, um, since you asked and you didn't think she does anything with her life, she was in Grindhouse, Death Proof, and Planet Terror all in 2007. She was in Black yep. Deli in 2006, which was not a good movie. She was on several episodes of Nip Tuck in 2009. She was in Conan the Barbarian in 2011. Uh, she was, oh, that's right. She did do Conan. Uh, here is what I believe to be the pinnacle of her, her career. 2015, she was a voice in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. There you go. A DLC. It wasn't even the full game. I guess maybe to a certain degree, it's, it's because there's such a strong female lead uh, of the cast... Is that maybe it's that that unfortunate trope of yeah? Well, when actresses get older, we stop casting them. Oh, that's true. Uh, but Skeet Ulrich, nowhere. Matthew Lillard played Shaggy. I think he still does the voice of Shaggy on the cartoons. Yeah. I think uh, so. Wing Commander. Uh, David Arquette. Lee Schreiber has got his Showtime series, so I guess that. And what's interesting in this is that they they use Lee Schreiber. As Cotton in this movie, no speaking role at all, but his credits are are up there with everybody else. Like he's a bigger part of the film. I think it's because 
there were plans for the two sequels already in place before the script was actually even done. Uh, Williamson, I think, plotted out both sequels while he was still trying to sell the first one to sell it as a franchise. Yeah, I think he did. I think he definitely had a, a plan in his head. I really, I love Kevin Williamson. He has, uh, he also wrote Halloween H2O, which I don't know if you guys know that. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Um, and he has so many homages to everything that he writes. Like Scream, he has a million to all the past horror movies and Halloween H2O. I know that, what you did last summer. Yeah, it's just riddled, riddled with stuff. It's awesome because I love it because Psycho, like Halloween was John Carpenter's homage to Psycho and and Scream was kind of Wes Craven's homage to Halloween. So it kind of, they all kind of, they fit. And I like how Kevin Williamson has like those throwbacks to the, all those movies, all those <clears throat> films, excuse me. It's just great. I Because it just really makes you appreciate the classics and where how far horror movies have come. And it's funny, by the time you get to Halloween H2O, it has the same look of... I know what you did last summer and the faculty and teaching Mrs. Tingle, all stuff that he worked on. Like that's when the the movies of the horror movies of the nineties, especially if you just look at the the cover art for any of the the videotapes, they all started to look the same. The cast were all the young, you know, uh, young actor cast that oh, I've seen them in some other stuff. They all started to blend in together and it became like very just copied over and over again and not just in his own films but mm -hmm. everybody else is like here's here's some murder mask on the on the cover and then here's the four young stars underneath it it just repetitively it was like he created what was the whole horror genre of the late 90s to the early 2000s yeah he did oh man i wonder what the hell is he doing now uh, last thing he was working on, he wrote some for the Time After Time series that came out and was canceled immediately on ABC. <laughs> and and he, of course, he's the the Scream TV series is based on his work, so I'm sure he's getting money for that. Oh God! Have you oh, watched he worked on the following? We I have not. I don't think Matt has either. But we talked recently about the fact that the third season is going to it's change up itself. the cast and the storyline. Yeah, me immensely. Which, I watched the first we... few episodes. Mm. No. No, I couldn't. I couldn't get into it. I just. Ugh. It doesn't seem like that type of killer who calls and harasses you could work in this day and age. You know what well, I mean? Well, I. I think it's kind of funny because it, in Scream, the cell phones were still so new that it was like, oh, they're calling me from a cell phone, but everybody else is picking up their home phones. Mm-hmm. But by the time we get through the series, it's like everybody has cell phones. And nowadays, we kind of live on those things. You're never going to put that away. You can block a number. Uh, but it just kind of, it became more dominant that, well, the way that they're catching you is by the fact that you keep picking up the phone and talking to them like an asshole. If you just put the fucking phone away, uh, they, maybe they'd be like a, a jerk on YouTube comments Whoa. and you just get pissed off and go to something else. Oh. Um. I feel like it bears mentioning that Beat pointed out that uh, Saw kind of started to change the genre too. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And then from there, it just was like, how gross can we get? And how how gory can everything be? There's definitely movies like throughout the, like each you know span of decades that 
definitely revitalize everything. And I would definitely say Saul was one of them, but that's a good, good thing. Saw 47 is coming out this, uh, this Halloween. Are they really doing another one? Yeah. Yes. Was it nine? Are you shit me? Seven. Nope. Nine. I'm actually kind of excited for it. I really did like the first Saw movies, so I'm curious to see where this goes, but... The first three were great, but I can't tell you which one's which after that. I think Seven was my favorite because that little fucking douchebox from Linkin Park gets murdered like in the first five minutes. (laughs) That's like how everybody stood up and cheered when John Bon Jovi got shot in the throat in Young Guns 2. (laughs) Uh, I I completely... But... So that's the thing is you just mentioned that Saw 1 through 3 were great and then after that they weren't but that's when they changed Jigsaw that he became less of a factor of what the story was about and they they altered it. And what we were talking about with the Scream TV series is they're changing it for season 3 to be a completely different group of people, uh different killer all that stuff. I kind of wondered if Scream itself needed that change in the film series. After we get through 1 and 2, it was hard to be surprised with three and then especially with four where they just kind of retold it like it was the fucking new star wars <laughs> um but it, it was just it, it got repetitive it got sillier uh characters that were dead got to have cameos anyways mm-hmm. uh jay and silent bob get to do a cameo for no fucking reason and then yeah, loved and, it. i loved it oh absolutely i totally did because i was a huge jay and silent bob fan but it was still just kind of like oh great so here's jay and silent bob making a connie chung joke for no fucking reason at all in the middle of my horror movie where I'm supposed to be getting worked up because people are getting stabbed to death. Uh, it loses focus. It becomes sillier. I was very bummed out by the end of three that Sydney didn't become the killer. Really? How would that have worked, though? Like It would have worked so much better if by that point in time she'd just gotten so fed up and she said, fuck it, and started killing everybody. Uh, because her life was never her own. No matter what she did, she could not get away from people killing. So she just says, fuck it, and she goes and she starts doing it. And I think it would have been strengthening of the character uh, better than the mysterious brother that she never knew about. That fucking, here, we're going to introduce a sibling that you didn't know you had, and that's going to be the killer. It was such a bullshit fucking answer for the end of that one. Uh, Scream 2 gets points for how they they bring the killer out in that you know by having it be and again i, I said it was going to spoil stuff later on by the fact that it's billy's mom that uh, that was a stretch for me i could buy into it a little bit more mm-hmm. uh and the fact that she got some young guy to to help her do it uh that she was able to corrupt him i i wonder what went into that but again these are the point of lillard's character is that He's not doing it for any other reason than it's something that he kind of wanted to do anyways. Yeah. You know, his joke is that it's peer pressure when Billy's the only one who had an actual motivation. And I don't think Billy even made it clear to his friend that that was something that he had. It was like, let's just fucking kill people. Let's just do it to do it. Yeah, because in the film, when you watch and he he like reveals like, oh, your slut mother was fucking my father. Yeah, I'm going to quote everything because I know it that well. And you kind of see Matthew Lillard's face, uh, Stu, you see his face kind of drop like, oh, shit, I didn't know that that's why we were doing this. I thought we were just killing people. And there was no thinking on their parts, really. As much as they planned out the murders and stuff, it's like, okay, now we're going to stab each other to establish an alibi. Uh, but we haven't finished killing you guys yet. 
so just click, 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 and okay. Oh wait, uh, I'm feeling a little woozy, and it turns out that we still have people that are we got to run around after now. Well, I think maybe. Well, I'm trying to bring logic to characters that aren't real, but I think that Billy's plan obviously was to be just the sole survivor because how how fucking hard he stabbed Stu the whole time. Yeah. I think he was like, okay, the only real threat to me is Sydney, and I can overpower her super easy if I have just like a small little cut on my side. But I think he went a little too hard on it, and it just pissed him off. And then yeah. it all kind of unravels. Cause he I, thought... I think at that point in time, he was enjoying killing people oh, too yeah. much. At a certain point, yeah. Because he was just kind of randomly just killing people. I guess maybe to get practice, but... And I feel like that that's something that they they revisited in Scream 4. Uh, because if I remember correctly, and I've only watched it once, and God damn it, I hate myself for even doing that. I feel like she killed her partner in that, if I yeah, remember correctly. Does, yeah. I liked that one to a point because obviously it was pretty much them retelling the first movie over again. Well, one, I cannot stand Emma Roberts as an actress at all. Ugh. I just, I can't. She's a little brat and she looks like a little brat. And just... but, but she plays way... a little brat and that works. Yeah, it, it's, the... it's The way she kicks her own ass at the end of that movie, she threw herself through a glass fucking coffee table. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I don't care about nothing that much. I, I've gone through a, a play class door before, uh, voluntarily. It, it's it, there's something very liberating about it. I really want to know that story, but at the same time, it can't be any worse the than party at where we... pictures of someone whose head was <laughs> cut off in a fucking bus. Oh, God, you're going back to that. You know what? I'm <laughs> Get over it, Matt. Traumatized. Really glad. Did you even look at the picture, or did you just nope, kind of? I saw the bus. That was enough. Keep keep drinking to forget, Matt. <laughs> just continue on that road. Oh, that's terrible. Um, better this way. <laughs> yeah, I. As much as I love Scream, I feel like that it was a movie that it made sense to have a sequel. But by the time they got to the third one and they were saying, "Well, now you're not in a sequel; you're in a trilogy," it lost. It missed the mark at that point. And I think that's also when it stopped doing as well in the theaters. It, it was hugely successful, and the sequel was, was extremely successful. Uh, Beatmaster mentioned earlier in the chat that part of why he had Scream ruined for him, though, was the scary movies that started coming oh. out as parodies. That's true. Which now, uh, now having seen Scream like in its entirety and actually watching it uh, for with a purpose, <clears throat> I feel like the scary movies aren't, as good because you're just you're taking something that's kind of parodying itself and just taking it another step further i'm gonna mention that i think that there was never a time the scary movies were good other than it bringing us anna ferris uh anna ferris i think is is terrific especially in those uh she she has great comedy chops oh yeah but those movies were terrible from the very beginning terrible from the very beginning (laughs) And they did not get better as they went along. No. And strangely enough, as much as I, I hate to admit this, they got worse when Sean and Marlon Wayans left them. And how is that even fucking possible? Sean and Marlon Wayans ruined In Living Color by coming on there, and yet the loss of them was a detriment to the scary movie franchise. Is it bad that Didn't I they Google do like a bunch are? of other parody horror films oh, yeah. too? They can't stop. They can't stop doing it. They did all the haunted house parodies. 
in the last few years that have been things like Insidious and uh, what is the fucking bullshit paranormal activity stuff. Mm. Uh, and that, which which um, stemmed off all the all the movies with the super long titles too, that are like the same thing, but they're now parroting. Like one was about a forty the forty year old virgin that yada yada yada. Which oh god, that yeah, movie is yeah. awful. I didn't see it because I'm not. I done. saw it. But it was on IFC or something one day, and I'm like, okay, I have to see how terrible this is. It is truly just a <laughs> shit pile. Uh, and there was there wasn't just scary movie. There was Shriek. If you know what I did last summer, yeah. I don't remember the rest of the title. But there was there was another one that had Tiffany Amber Thiessen and uh, I think Majandra Delfino and a bunch of people in it. It's uh, Shriek. Ah, if you know Arnold. what I did last Friday the Thirteenth. Yes. While drinking your juice in the hood. It, it's <laughs> Every time I hear like a movie like that got like greenlit somewhere, I think, why don't I just write a script for some bullshit and see what happens? Because apparently it's really easy yeah. to make some bullshit, as Corey put it perfectly, a shit pile. It is. Oh, it's a hot pile. God. So Beat wants to point out that he hated the 300 spoof, which was called Meet the Spartans. Meet the Spartans, oh, epic movie. Epic, oh, epic yeah. movie is shit. Superhero movie is kind of funny to me, uh, but probably because it's the best subject matter they could have chosen. And not another teen movie is actually fantastic. Yeah, I like that one. Because that was like that, the first of its kind, though, I yeah. think. That it did everything right. Yeah. It, it got old quick. Yeah, they just started They started throwing every pop culture of that moment thing in there. It's like, here's Britney Spears shaving her head because that's what's in the news right now. And here's Kim Kardashian in this other one uh, because why not? And it's like the shortest shelf life of a movie that they could possibly fucking make. Uh, just the, the quick buck. Let's see what we can do to sell seats for this over the weekend. And then we're done. It, it, was, it was basically like taking everything that made Airplane great and saying, yeah, but fuck that. <laughs> oh. Um, Some strong words. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what we do here. I want to point it, out... It is it, go ahead. I was say, I want to point out real quick that they released a second trailer for It like two minutes ago. Let's wrap this fucking oh, up so I can it. watch it. Uh, it, is, it is kind of a nice thing for, for Wes Craven and for the Scream franchise, though, that Scary Movie did happen and that there were two parodies of it and a, a series of parodies essentially based off of scream. That's kind of amazing. That's another point of what makes this film stand out compared to the other stuff out there is that scream while it, it does parody some of the other slasher films too. It's really not scream. A uh, scary movie really is a parody of scream first and foremost, that that character, the, the ghost face killer styled character from the, the parodies sticks around for the first couple of films. Uh, which, I mean, that's that's kind of a great thing for you if you're just like, yeah, I'm so much in the the, the social consciousness, the zeitgeist of films right now that I've got these parody films that are actually doing really well based off of me, and I've only been out for like a couple of years. That's huge. Yeah, that is really huge. That's, that's, it's a testament to how good that movie was, in my opinion. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention, and I posted a little bit about this on our Facebook page, is that Scream was filmed where I live, uh, roughly in the Healdsburg, Santa Rosa, Petaluma area. And then in the credits at the end, there is a, a disparaging mark against the Santa Rosa School District 
because they decided at the last minute not to let them film in the schools here uh, when they realized what kind of violent film it was. They were like, no, we'll we'll do things with, uh, what's that John Travolta movie, Phenomenon? Yeah, we'll let that film here, but but not not your, your scary-ass horror movie. Uh, we, we take it back. We're taking it back. But it is weird because seeing the movie and knowing the area, especially now, I was kind of new to the area when it came out. It's strange because those houses and, and that kind of like remoteness and stuff is not where I live directly, but in the next town over where I work, the, those hills and, and houses that are far apart away and, you could just be fucking slaughtered in your house and nobody would hear you. It, it's just that stood out to me when I saw this. It made it feel a little bit more real. Also, the, the whole opening scene with Drew Barrymore's character when she's made it out of the house and she's getting killed on the front lawn and her parents come home and she can see them and then they can hear her through the phone. That that really sticks to me. Oh, yeah. That was like just so gut wrenching Uh to watch when it happened, to, to hear the mom hearing her daughter dying on the other end of the line, uh, knowing that it's close by and not being able to do anything about it. That was just pretty fucking severe uh, when I saw it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a 18 minutes of just you have no idea what's coming because Drew Barrymore was so popular at that time. And I love that she went to Wes Craven and was just like, I don't want to play Sydney. You should cast me as the girl who dies in the beginning right away because... I basically she's tooting her own horn, but she's saying I'm so popular right now. Nobody's going to expect me to die. Well, she was playing Sydney at first. Yeah, uh, but yeah. She, she did seek him out. She saw the, saw the script before. I think even Wes had signed on and she's like, I want to be in this. And she's part of why Wes did sign to do the film. But uh, she had conflicts of interest of, of time and stuff that she couldn't say with it. But then she's like, well, then I'll be the girl at the beginning. And that was a big risk for the, the filmmakers at that point in time. They thought, well, you know, we're going to kill off our most popular actress at the beginning of the film. How are people going to react to that? But that it worked out great because people were just like, how does, how does we, we lost Drew? We lost Drew. And it was such a shock to people when they saw it. Uh, because I think she was even being used primarily in the commercials. It was all about her picking up the phone the first time and, and him kind of like going back and forth or like, do you like scary movies? Mm-hmm. That interaction. And so people just kind of assumed that that was what the movie was all going to be about. And it was, but just not about her. Yep. They did a similar thing around the same time with a Steven Seagal movie where uh, he died at the beginning of the film. And then the whole rest of it was Kurt Russell, oh. which is quite the upgrade. <laughs> it is indeed. Depends what you're in the mood for. Japanese kimono and karate. No, you guys are. No, I can't say I've seen one Steven Seagal movie. I probably have two, but that's his shtick. He's a one-trick pony. Have you ever seen that man run? That's the only thing I've ever seen him do. Nope. Uh, Pretty humorous. All running. Are there donuts in front of him? Because that's that's the only it. thing I can think. I gotta look this up. Please bear with me. Oh, oh it's just a picture. Oh, no. Holy shit, is he funny looking? <laughs> <laughs> wow. He runs like a girl. There's a video, too. Isn't, isn't he a cop now? I think he, or he, he was. was a cop there was a TV now. show, too. Of course there was. Wow, he is pretty and cool. and And he's also, he's another uh, Putin supporter. And he's been 
disallowed access to some country because they're like, no, no, you're you're too in the the pocket of that that topless guy who rides a horse. I hear it's illegal to uh, possess that picture in Russia now. Putin. Oh, sorry, I've got it tattooed on my inner thigh. Well, so don't go to Russia and you're fine. Which is the other reason why it takes me so long to pee. Oh Jesus Christ! Staring at it with love. Do you have do, do you want more more movie talk or do you want to rate it? I don't know where you guys are at. You, I feel like the two of you could talk about this all night. So uh, the, me to stop you. The Scream franchise both introduced and then outlived the relationship between Courtney Cox and David Arquette. And I feel like I need to pour a little bit out there for our for our lost love. I know. It's so sad. I really thought those kids were going to make it. Me too. Now he's married again, I think, already. Yep. I wouldn't say already. <laughs> it, it's been a while. When did Scream 4 come out? 2011. Oh, I, I think they were already split up Gosh. by the time Scream 4 came out. They may have been split up by the time Scream 3 was out. It, it's been it's been quite a while for them. But that that's Hollywood banter. And I like I how you know the it. frosty details of their relationship. I pay attention to shit like that because I have no love wow. in my life otherwise. Corey, are you ready to get schooled? Get served? School served yes. on the dance court? Serve me up. Go ahead. Uh, fuck. I really fucked that one up. Courtney Cox and David Arquette split up in 2013. 2015, he got married. To some no. slut named Christina. They divorced in 2013. They were effectively split up for years before that. I'm going to effectively kick you in the tits later. I'm just <laughs> going to say, don't try to school me if you don't even have a first grade education, motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> My God. It just got really. I'm you didn't even get a sandwich at recess, bitch. What? I'm ready, uh, so. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm trying to find out when they got when they split up. You're Cox. determined now. I feel so I feel so dirty just searching a Wikipedia page for Cox. <laughs> Corey was obviously their marriage counselor because he knows <laughs> intimate details. I looked at David Arquette and I said you could do better. I was wrong, but that's okay. Oh, I forgot David Arquette was in WCW in 2000. World Championship yep. Wrestling. If you're not a big wrestler. Yeah. No. I think that might have been the beginning of the end. What the hell was that show that Courtney Cox did on FX? It was Cougar really Town. good. No, not no, no. On FX, oh. it was uh, gossip or something. It was, it was. She ran a gossip column in this paper. Dirt. Dirt. Yes. Oh my god, that show was so bad. <clears throat> it was one of those ones that they tried to rescue it by bringing in Jennifer Aniston for an episode, and I think giving them some sort of lesbian relationship. Something like that. Uh, yeah. October 11th, 2010, it was announced that Arquette and Cox were having a trial separation, but quote unquote still love each other deeply. June 2012, they filed for divorce after two years yeah. of separation. Damn, Corey, you know your uh, shit. I, know. I love you so deeply, but I don't want you here. I feel the same way about you. What? You have to act like you like us. Corey, the honeymoon phase is over with Corey and I. We're now just you love me deeply inside of you. We make we make all of our guests very uncomfortable with how we act in public. Nah, you probably couldn't make me feel uncomfortable, honestly. This I is have, nothing. I have two friends that like their ability to not fight in front of my wife and I like left very quickly. 
So like hanging out with them just got really weird because they would like have like full blown marital fights when we're just like sitting there. <laughs> and then like, yeah, it, it to this day continues. And then they take that discomfort and they go home and they fuck like wildcats. No, he was complaining to me. That's about what keeps the love alive. Happens. And I know he doesn't know how to use a podcast, so he'll never hear this. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I thought that went through before, but. So I just aired your dirty laundry and called you stupid at one time. <laughs> I didn't say any names. That could be any number of my three friends that I have. Right. And it turns out they're your parents. <laughs> oh, Jesus. My, my mother's a fucking saint. You take that back. I just implied that she liked you. That was still kind of nice of me. Cocksucker. She better. She's, she's been texting me this entire time. <laughs> Which one of us were you calling a dirty cocksucker? You. It's okay, totally just not me. Sure. I didn't yeah. say anything. Yeah, yeah. Erica's nice. I'm staying out of this fight. Yeah. See, you guys are having a marital fight right in front of me. <laughs> uh, tune into episode 87 of Podcast of Terror, where Matt and Corey have yet another marital fight and record it. God. Do you want to rate this movie or do you want to talk about it more? I can't tell when we you guys can, are done. We can, we can scale it. All yeah. right. Erica, I know you've listened to the show, so you're um, familiar with our FAP scale. Corey has so generously added. Yeah, Batman and Robin Pitchett says, quick to the Fap Cave. I think, I might I think it's all fives that. for me. You know that. You should know that, by the way. You're I gush over it. Wait your turn. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to wait my turn. Okay, fine. No I'm just excited about it. Erica is all fives. I'm excited about the word Fap. Fives a guest who's succinct is, is a welcome change. I mean, a, a host that would be succinct would be far better. But Yeah, these episodes <laughs> wouldn't be an hour long if you and I would just shut our fucking cocksuckers. All right, so Erica has so generously admitted that it's all fives, and I'm not disagreeing. I, I, I welcome, I welcome your scores. I just wanted you to have a chance to say your piece, but you know. Either way, Corey, we can just ignore her. You and I can do our thing real quick. Uh, <laughs> feature zero to five. Uh, the feature, meaning the story, uh, was it original or interesting? Uh, and was the acting any good? I have to say, considering when it came out, it was very original. It's one of those things, like I said, it it changed the tone of horror films for the, the next 10 years easily uh, to come. And I think that that's, that's a huge accomplishment. Uh, and being Wes Craven, who he was, him coming back to do this kind of movie uh, with his pedigree already and doing something that could make fun of but in a respectful way, the things that he had done previously, uh, I think that's that's incredible. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of going to agree with Erica. I'm going to say a five on that. Damn right you do. I'm really scared to give my score now. <laughs> what, you're at zero? No. <laughs> it's Matt. It's it's always going to be low. It's not low. It's just Unless it's Xanadu. I hate you so much right now. Um, <laughs> I gave it a 3.5. I thought it was it was good. I enjoyed it. I at no point was upset. This is not a Manos Hands of Fate. Um, I thought it was a really solid story. Had I seen it when it first came out, I probably would have been more in love with it like Erica, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's This is her strange land. Let's put it that way. No, I, I completely understand that. It, you're, you're absolutely right. If you're coming at this today, especially if you've seen sequels before it, God damn it, why would you do that? Um then it's not going to hold up in the same way. It's like when John Carter of Mars came out a few years ago and John Carter was the original, but everybody had seen all the stuff that had copied it for years. And so it didn't hold up because we, we've, we've been there. 
it doesn't get points for the fact that it came first or before and and all that shit was just ripping it off. Yes. Uh, next up, we have the attention. Um, Erica, what do you give it? I give it a five. I took care of you five. five. Uh, Corey, how about you? Uh, I. I haven't watched it in quite a while, and I think part of the reason I hadn't watched it in quite a while is because I was very affected by it when I saw it the first time, and I felt a little squeamish even putting it on today, but I really did enjoy this movie, and I haven't watched the second one in even longer, I think, and it does make me want to go and revisit the whole series, including four, as much as I know that's just going to piss me off. Uh, so I'm going to say rewatchability. I'm going to give it a four. Not too shabby. I also gave it a four mostly because there's a lot of shit that I missed. Um, and as Corey knows, every time we talk about it, I think of more things and it gives me a reason to go back and in practice, I'll never ever do it because I'm kind of lazy. Uh, last up we have, uh, panic. Uh, Erica, what did you give it? A five. I thought you were going to make fun of my voice again. No. <laughs> I gave it a five. You're so scary. I really enjoyed your work as a Christmas poo. Thank you. Uh, the, when I first saw it, it was a five. Now it's like a zero. It doesn't scare no, me at but all. No, still, but... still, you have to take it on. Because regardless of if it actually still scares you, this movie being, and I'm speaking from personal experience, it's like this movie would still affect me now like it did when I first saw it, even though it doesn't affect me the same. Does that make sense? Barely, but I'll go along with it. <laughs> Fuck you, psychology major. It, it's just like, it it takes me back to when I first saw it. Yeah, well, I was like that. five when I first saw it, so it was terrifying. No, well, that explains your scores. And I also had a, um, ex- like, when I was that young, naturally, I thought movies were real. Because oh, that's yeah. when I was raised, like, oh, these are like home videos. So when my brother had the Scream costume and decided to chase me around the house in it, I thought I was actually going to die. He resulted in almost a broken nose when he grabbed my ankle running up the steps and I kicked him in the face. But that's just, you know. But you ran up the steps. You fell into the same trap that they that they both tell you that it's dumb in the movie and yet the the lead actress does anyway, well, which look, is again, terrific. Five years yeah. old. Yeah. And I couldn't reach the locks on the deadbolt on my Northeast Philly door because we had a storm door that locked 87 times. So I was like, I'm going to die. So I'll go up to my room. And he had By a pair way, of scissors. I thought yeah, I was going to die. I have no problem with running upstairs. If you're going to the place that is your sanctuary, it makes total sense that that's where you go because that's where you've got the most ability to feel safe and secure and maybe access to things you've got stashed around. Like if I'm if I'm running from somebody, I don't want to go to some place where I don't know what I'm going to be able to utilize as a weapon. I want to be in the place where I know it better than they do. Um, I was just running to my dad, but sure, yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of a sanctuary in and of itself. Yeah, true. Corey, what do you rate this movie? This uh, as far as the panic, the like I said, the opening scene freaked me the fuck out, and for not a short amount of time after I saw this movie, and I was an adult. Uh, as we've established, I'm I'm older than dirt and not the Courtney Cox show. <laughs> I saw like that that peripheral ghost face killer out of the side of my vision way too much. I felt like that thing was around me too much. I I got a little bit of, of a scare out of this that that stuck with me. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four. 
I did not get a fear boner like Corey so eloquently described. Um, I I rated it at a two. Is that where you're afraid of your boner? No, that's where you get so scared you pop a boner. Am I the only one that's ever no, because your boner? You're gonna try to bludgeon somebody with it, or you're hoping that they'll start laughing and then you'll be able to run away. <laughs> Just oh, that's your dick. I feel bad for you. I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> Either one would guess. Like, if I needed to use my penis to stab someone, I'd try. My wife. Letting uh, you live is the worst I could do to you now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you have a, a cocktail weenie. I gave it a two. I mean, this is not scary to me anymore. But I thought it was a really good movie. So. Corey. Do that thing. Hey, uh, you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. That's 805-328-3966. We get emails sometimes. We love it. Uh, we've gotten some reviews, as Matt mentioned, that, that I got to do. We want more. But you know what would be great would be a voicemail. We'd love to, to hear you tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what you think about the movies that we reviewed or movies that you'd like us to review. Uh, just Just let us know. Tell us what's up. That'd be cool. Uh, maybe Matt will do an insulting impression of you like he does our guests. Uh, you can also email us at pot at gncast.com. It's a message on either the website or our Facebook page. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're at Podcast of Terror at all those places. And you can subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your podcatchers. And all subscription options can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. And there is a Facebook page for our entire network, which is the Galactic Network. You can uh, check us out there. I do want to point out that Erica is the first guest that I have actively mocked in voice. Bullshit. That I recall. <laughs> uh, so if you've been a guest on the show and Matt has actively <laughs> mocked you before, <laughs> you can also call us or leave us an email. Yeah, I probably or a review. I should have thought that one through because it's not like there's a re- there's a recording of these things or anything anywhere. No, no documentation whatsoever. Um, Erica, where can people find you and your podcast and, and wherever you want them to find you? Oh, I'm everywhere. You can just Google Apex and Abyss and I will pop up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Audio Boom, iTunes. I'm everywhere. That's awesome. Oh, and you can email me too at apexandabyss at gmail.com if you hated me on this episode. And tell me to never come back. Uh, if you hated Erica, if you hated Erica on this episode, I'm sorry, tough shit, because uh, I really enjoyed you being on here, oh, and I also really enjoy your show. And we thank would you. be quite privileged to have you return. Oh yeah, I would absolutely come back in a heartbeat. You guys just let me know. Yeah, yeah. You get the patented comeback whenever the fuck you want. You can you spit that out a little quicker? <sighs> I've been drinking. I'm fucking tired. I kind of have to pee. And I'm sick. Wait, oh, it's like, it's really? Like, Your bladder is a little, a little tender. You're feeling a little bit like you need to take a wee wee. Is that what you're saying? Your diaper's not cutting it for you, huh? You having a problem? Gotta pee. Gotta pee a little bit. Running water in the background. Got a little tinkle, tinkle with the baby. Yeah, where's, I get where's it. Where's Corey's mute button? Wow. Um, Trigger number two for Corey. Uh, My mute button is, uh, it's right up the asshole. No, I, I found it. There it is. Um, no, Eric, I'm only an hour behind you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Corey is three hours behind you, but that's neither here nor there. Corey, where, where can the nice people find you? Uh, you can find the comics that I have published at donutscomics.com. It's the works of Levi Krauss, one of my best friends and favorite artists. And I think it's a great place to hang out. So come check it. 
Terrific. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt the Lifeguard. You can find me on Untapped at Draw on the Mat. That's going to do it for another episode of the Podcast of Terror. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! No, it's... What is that exactly? You know, Superman is an extraterrestrial, so you may hear us talk about him on the Alien Invasion podcast. Hey, it's Dave Nelson inviting you to join myself, Brad Ludwig, and Anessa Moyens for our weekly discussion about all things not of this earth, whether they be gray or green creatures from fiction, the latest stories from the world of science regarding the real possibility of life out there somewhere, or the claim from somebody saying they're already among us. We'll talk about it. You'll hear three stories from the week's news, a featured sighting, and our entertainment picks or warnings rated on a scale of one to five flying saucers, of course. All of it and more every week on the Alien Invasion podcast, part of the Galactic Netcast Network of Shows. Find us at gncasts.com slash aliens or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Next week on the Podcast of Terror. Next week we're joined by the creator of uh, a little ditty called Sylvania Grove. Rebecca Fieschi. Uh, we're going to be talking about the movie Rosemary's Baby, which is a personal favorite of mine. Um, also a cult classic, so if you've never seen it, go fucking do that, because it's going to be a good one. It is going to be my first time seeing it. Oh, it's such a good movie. Well, that's a first. Usually it's me that's the first one that's seeing it. But thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Podcast of Terror. We will talk to you guys next week. Stay scary, everybody. Bye. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.